Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Friday, March 26th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. Welcome back to Rocket City Lift. I'm Tara Bolger. And I'm Brett Goodeman. We come to you three times a week and try to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. Happy Friday. I hope you've got a good weekend ahead of you. Before we get into the scripture, let's take a moment for some prayer. Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you that you know what it means to drink the cup. You know what it means to suffer as a human And that when we suffer, as we inevitably all do as humans, you are there with us, beside us, holding us. I pray this in your name. Amen. Friends, listen to these words. Jesus is speaking while on the cross. It's from the 19th chapter of John's Gospel, verses 28 and 29. After this, when Jesus knew that all was now finished, he said in order to fulfill the scripture, I am thirsty. A jar full of sour wine was standing there. So they put a sponge full of the wine on a branch of hyssop and held it to his mouth. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. Tara, for our Friday fun question, tell us about a time that you got in trouble as a child. So (laughs) um, I've had one spanking. And, and if my husband were here, he would say we could tell. <laughs> but for me, um, well, let me also say that uh, both my parents curse. It's just not a, it was never a thing. Sure. But when I was in third grade, I was home with my brothers and my older brother was like blasting the Led Zeppelin. And I, I don't like loud noises. And so I go back to his room and tell him to turn his darn but the bad word music down and then i walk back in and run into my mom who's home from work early and that was my one spanking she mostly thought it was funny but um yeah so it's like an obligatory spanking like i should probably be doing this it didn't hurt you know what i mean it was just i have to spank you for this but um yeah i wish i'd learned my lesson about cursing though (laughs) what about you um one one time i had already been in trouble for some reason or another. I can't remember the original one, but I was not allowed to be on AOL Instant Messenger as a seventh grader, <laughs> which is all I did, you know, as That's a seventh so grader. And so but I was I was grounded from that, and my parents uh, were driving uh, to go to dinner somewhere, and I was in charge of babysitting. And as soon as they left, like, Immediately, Pull it up. I jumped on the computer. Uh-huh. Well, they had forgotten something, uh, and I didn't hear them pull up, so I must have been listening to music, but I heard them open the door, so I quickly tried to sleep the computer and then just jumped on the couch and was laying there, and my mom's like, what are you, walks in, she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, just laying here, which she knew that no seventh grader just <laughs> lays, lays on the couch and ponders life. Yeah. Yes. I'm praying. I'm just, I'm just looking at the ceiling, contemplating the mysteries of life. <laughs> And uh, it was quite obvious what I had done, and that doubled the grounding sentence from the messenger. Nice, nice. That's so funny. But to our scripture, 
why does it say that Jesus needed to fulfill the scripture, as the passage says? What did, what does that mean? Uh, why did he do it? So when I read this, I don't know that Jesus needed to fulfill the scripture. I do think it's um, it's connecting the Old and the New Testament. Mm-hmm. It's connecting the the whole arc of the story, um, and so I do think Jesus was genuinely thirsty. Um, but when he says that, they point out that it fulfills the scripture. So we are told about the Messiah before the Messiah ever comes. Um, there are all of those passages, and this is one of them that connects them um, together. What do you think when you hear that? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's exactly, I think it's exactly as you said. One is that you know, Jesus probably didn't know um, yes. he was he was fulfilling anything. He was just thirsty, and the the writer of John, the author, uh, connected that. Yes. Um, it's it's it happens several times in Scripture of uh, a connection is drawn between characters that uh, the character probably wasn't thinking of, um, but that is the story of God uh, that we connect ourselves into this story even maybe without realizing <laughs> that we're doing it yes um, and then I think it's also making sure you know throughout Jesus's ministry and his life uh, there is um, this idea that Jesus has to drink the cup of suffering um, and even in in the Gospel of John uh, when Peter cuts off um, the guard's ear that tries to, to take mm-hmm. Jesus Jesus says uh, you know I do you not think I can drink this cup? So this this cup of suffering, this drinking of cup of suffering, uh, is a motif and important throughout all of Jesus's ministry. And again, this is part of that connection um, throughout the whole of Jesus's life that we're reading about. You know, as Christians, I think a lot of times we like to think of like just the New Testament, but you know, these places where it fulfills scripture should always be a, oh, I need to go back and read that Mm. because there's this whole story that Jesus comes from. All of the Old Testament would have informed who Jesus was as a person. Um, And so you really can't separate the two. Also, I just love the Old Testament. (laughs) But um, I do think that it's important to realize that you know, Jesus came into the world, but he didn't come out of like tabula rasa. There was a history and a tradition already there that he comes to fulfill. Um, what is tabula rasa? Oh, mean? I'm sorry. <laughs> that's Bl- stuck on that blank word. slate. Blank he doesn't slate. come okay. out of like you know that he's the first person in history. Uh-huh. Um, so that make that totally makes sense. And you know, Jesus was. The Old Testament was Jesus's scripture, and he was, as a rabbi, steeped in it. He would have had the Torah probably memorized. He would have probably had all the Psalms memorized. And so it was such a part of him. He was such a part of the story that, you know, when he cries out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? A a quote from the Psalm. He probably isn't thinking, you know, I'm going to quote a psalm right now. No, yeah. But that, but the words of God are so steeped within him. The story of God is so steeped within him that that is what comes out in his moment of pain. Uh, and so, it's it's a it's a call to us of Are we steeped in the story of God? Are we steeped in the Word of God so that when we are in pain, when we hurt, that these are the things that come out Mm -hmm. uh, without thinking about it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, part of how I I like the story I tell of myself is that I didn't grow up in the church, and that is true. I only went occasionally with my grandparents, but that little bit I got and, and being their grandchild 
formed me Mm. like in these really deep ways um you know and it's just funny because I can say, oh, I didn't go to church, but the interaction I did have and living with them as the best example, um, that is a part of who I am. Couldn't change it if I wanted to. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it's the same for Jesus in terms of being a faithful Jew and what that means in continuing the story of God redeeming God's people. And for me, it's one in one sense almost overwhelming, but also comforting. Mm-hmm. Of uh, you know, we have the Old Testament to steep ourselves in. We have the story of Jesus Christ and 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 Paul and these stories to steep ourselves. And then we have two thousand years of people's stories of how Jesus has worked in their lives to steep ourselves in. Uh, and uh, what a what a, what a resource to yes. connect ourselves into um, into these of just hearing the stories of how God has been faithful to God's people. All the time, right? So we're going to close with a quote from Rob Bell. Our tendency in the midst of suffering is to turn on God, to get angry and bitter and shake our fist at the sky and say, God, you don't know what it's like. You don't understand. You have no idea what I'm going through. You don't have a clue how much this hurts. The cross is God's way of taking away all of our accusations, excuses, and arguments. The cross is God taking on flesh and blood and saying, me too. We hope you all have a wonderful and safe weekend. We will be back on Monday. Now may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is ever upon you. Amen. Amen.